Yo, 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 you already know who it is. It's C-Money, giving you the hottest DeFi news from the eyes of a D-Gen and the mouth of a burger. It's Tuesday, December 6th, and we are eating. Let's get it. In that bitch, I like it daytime, but it's really nighttime. Yeah, we cooking the beef, eating the beef, like it pork rind. Neck for the chain, head for the ring, licking like on B-Rind. At the bottom of my dog, I get all the place on. And we pull the scrap dog, yeah, no, it may not. Passing hard, just like Cully, thought I was out in shot town. Expensive jacket, shouldn't have patches, yeah, got drip on right now. Let's have a party, I make it red, no party. All of this drip, it cost me. December 6th, and we are feeling it. Go ahead and let me know how you are feeling on Twitter at Soggy Margin Like the Butter. Before we start this podcast, I would like to give a special, special thanks to you, the listener, the sharer, the enjoyer. Thank you. 
for tuning in every day. Now, lately, to say every day would be kind of a fib, okay? (laughs) I've been pretty inconsistent, but you guys have still showed up. So recently, the Spotify stats came out, the yearly stats, and we had some groundbreaking milestones for the podcast. We were in the top 10% most shared podcasts in the world. Huge thanks to you, the listener. Now, I always show my Twitter. I don't always see the engagement on my Twitter. And so, quite frankly, I was shocked. I love saying that word like that. Because I had no idea. I saw the plays, but I didn't know if they were bots. I didn't know if they were real. And when you when you do it every day, that adds up. It really does. And so, what we've been able to build so far has been incredibly inspiring. The length of distance, a little bit of a metaphor, that this podcast has taken me is insane. And I'm ready to go hard. So thank you, the listener. But enough said, let's get straight on into the news. So kind of getting on back to the old ways. We have some pretty insane NFT stats. And so we're going to check out the NFT market. So it looks like the number one traded NFT is Art Blocks. Nothing new there. 522 Ethereum was traded in the past 24 hours. The floor price right now is 0.13 Ethereum. Right now, that's probably close to 200 US dollars. Coming in at number two, we have RTKFT. Or I said that wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I it's it is pretty late. We have RTFKT X Nike. Looks like the 24-hour volume is coming in at 447 Ethereum. The floor price is 0.3 Ethereum. We're going to talk about that project in our news. Little alpha leak. Coming in at number three, we have CryptoPunks with 366 Ethereum in volume. The floor price on punks is 64 ETH. We already know it's a blue chip. So that is the top three traded NFTs today. Coming in at number five, we're skipping number four. It's Board Ape Yacht Club with 360 Ethereum traded. The floor price of that is 67 Ethereum. We like to be pretty fair. Okay, we we, we want to skip it, but we're, we're pretty fair. Coming in at number five is Pudgy Penguins. I've been seeing everybody. I saw this on the list and I had to keep going. I've been seeing everybody talk about these dang penguins. They say the founder's legit. I haven't done my due diligence. The cool part about NFTs, I don't want to get on too big of a tangent, 
is you can find a community that you vibe with. And that community, they don't care if it goes to zero. And so it's never going to go to zero. And one day, there's going to be a Pixar film with all these NFTs. It's going to be insane. So getting in to the first story. High snobriety, snobiety, whatever. You know the news source. They post all the shoes. So looks like Nike is taking RTKFT's crypto kicks from NFTs to in real life. This is insane. A lot of these shoes were modeled after pretty famous, very expensive shoes. And so to see them in real life is insane. The RTFKT NFT right now is on fire. The Web3 Design Studio, which is Nike's youngest brand, is going to be a strong project in the metaverse, partnering with luxury houses and world-famous artists while fleshing out its collectible NFT universe, all while bringing in big bucks. It's a win-win scenario, and it really is. The only thing I don't like about Nike is the workers they have for them, and not the fact that the workers, but how they treat them. Let's stay on topic, right? (laughs) It's all about where you put your money, folks, but this stuff is really cool. The picture they got is one of the Back to the Future MagSafe shoes, and those shoes are like 15 grand. They're awesome. They lace themselves. They're really cool. And quite frankly, in 2022, we should be able to have shoes that can have Bluetooth. I don't know why that hasn't happened yet, but... This is insane. The collectible in real life sneaker is the prize. A unique smart sneaker inspired by the Nike Air Mag. And then the set tone for Nike's adapt line of self-lacing sneakers. They got all the tech. They got all the tech. They got the they got the back to the future joints and they got the new the new Nike um the Nike adapts. Bruh, that is fire. Okay, that's fire. Suitably, the Crypto Kicks in real life sneaker is offered in four futuristic colorways. Blackout, Ice, Stone, and Space. All those sound ugly. Matter. Oh, shit. It's called Space Matter. <laughs> Still ugly. I don't know. Maybe I'm just tripping, but if you're walking around with some Galaxy shoes, you better be, you know, in a grade less than eighth grade okay if, you, if you're walking around in college or high school or as a grown man in some shoes that's got space print on them i might make fun of you on the street okay coming from c money but yeah these guys i mean the tech in these shoes are going to be worth at least 700 to 15 grand and so these shoes are definitely worth it i might i might pick one up genuinely i'm excited I am very excited about this, okay? So, we're going to do some more research into that. I know I need to quit talking about it, but one of my favorite NFT launches was Nickelodeon, just because I had been messing with that company since a boy. Now Nike's coming out, and I had been wearing their shoes since before I can remember. You know, they've been around since before I can remember, and so... 
To say this is not a digital renaissance right now is insane. Look around you. I want you, if you, if you don't own any crypto assets, I need you to slap your face a couple times, run in your bathroom, hit yourself with a couple cold splashes of water, and think to yourself, why am I such a hater? Why am I such a hater? Because this right here is insane. So getting on to some of the real news, because we kind of got all the C-Money stuff out of the way, which quite frankly is way longer than normal. I hate intros. But it looks like Jim Cramer is bearish on Bitcoin. So guess what? BitBoy Crypto says he's bullish on Bitcoin. Well, guess what C-Money says? Nothing is gonna happen to Bitcoin. What do you mean? What do you mean, C-Money? We are we on the... In, in, at the end of bear markets, historically, there is a big capitulation, and then there's a long period of stagnation, and it's to shake people out. It's to get people to forget about cryptocurrency that lost all their money. A lot of people want to say, well, we'll just wait till it bottoms. The thing is, a lot of people forget when it bottoms. They're not looking. They're not looking at their asset. And so I expect to see a long period of stagnation in the cryptocurrency markets. However, at this point in time, cryptocurrency definitely has a major role. Okay, at its peak, it was almost two trillion. It was over two trillion dollars in market cap cryptocurrency as a whole. And so now I think it's below a trillion. However, every investor knows what it is. They already got it. It's already invested. In, it's like a virus. No matter what they do, they're going to hear about it. And there's going to be someone that plumps it for, to either scam somebody else. I don't know. Okay. But... When we look at this from an outside perspective, normally in cryptocurrency markets, or any markets, in a prolonged bull market, you experience a prolonged bear market. If we noticed, even at the top of the bull market, we were at 60,000, 63,000, 52,000, 69,000. And so this low volatility, low IV, is basically common at bottoms and tops. And so, you know, we're looking for this, right? We're not going to see a V-shaped bottom on this, okay? We're not going to wake up tomorrow and Bitcoin's at 69K. And if, quite frankly, if we are, well, quite frankly, Bitcoin's the, the fastest growing asset ever. I mean, when you look at what it is, you're just being greedy not buying at these prices. Everybody's like, oh, I'm going to wait until 10K. I'm going to wait until 15K. Okay, buddy, do what you got to do. Okay? But my silly buddy, meaning me, has been buying all the way down. I've been buying at 30K. I've been buying at 20K. I've been buying at 18K. We've heard me. I was feeling pretty good at 17.6. I said we're down on this position, but I also said we're not using leverage and we're not thinking about this for at least three months. Now, I don't know if I said the three months per se, but I definitely said longer term. 
for the most part, that's kind of how I do my things. Peter Schiff says Bitcoin can hit 5k. I guess it could. Like I said, these people will buy at zero. Goldman Sachs reportedly looking to buy crypto firms after the FTX collapse. Looks like BlackRock is facing liquidity issues. If you don't know who BlackRock is, BlackRock is one of the largest asset managers in the world. They own a ridiculous amount of the S&P 500. I think they'll be able to get through this crunch, but if they don't, I think that is the news story that we need to give that last capitulation to see a bull. Genesis may be facing bankruptcy. Well, who would have thought? Because if you check out my YouTube, I kind of broke down an amazing video about this whole Genesis grayscale connection that is just so malicious and so disgusting that is actually headed by Goldman Sachs, believe it or not, is basically a circle. It's a, it's a black hole where you throw your money in and you think you're getting exposure to Bitcoin when in reality it's just synthetic derivatives and you can't ever get your money out. And if you do get your money out, it's at a discounted price. And then when Bitcoin goes up, it's going to be at an elevated price because at the end of the day, it's synthetic. And the production of these assets is ridiculous. It's not even on like anything close to what Bitcoins is. It's not a free market. It's actually like, I don't want to say quarterly, but I know it takes a lot of time. And it might be closer to quarterly than I know it's it's closer to quarterly than daily. So Silvergate Capital, I made a couple tweets about this. Silvergate claims customer funds are safe despite BlockFi and FTX exposure. Let's talk about Silvergate for a second and FTX because nobody has broken this story and so I am very excited to do this on my platform. We produced a very in-depth paper on Aptos. We looked at everything. Aptos was created by a woman named Morgan Beller. Morgan Beller was hired by Facebook. Facebook was going to create a cryptocurrency called Libra. They eventually changed this to DM. This cryptocurrency was different in a few ways. One, it used a proprietary move language. Today, Ethereum uses Solidity, Solana uses Rust, Near uses Java, now some some alpha, Sui uses Rust. Or Sui uses Rust. Sui uses Move. And in fact, Sui uses a proprietary move that's actually different from what Aptos has. So back on track. Facebook was going to release a currency that was backed off the bonds of multiple country bonds or safe investment with a team deemed to be safe. Now, when you're looking at bonds, they had very high-end people looking at this. When the government saw what was going on, they said, you can't do this. <laughs> they said this is going to be an overnight threat of every currency everywhere. 
This could effectively collapse the economy, or it could give you all the power. Zuckerberg. Zucchini Burger, the Zuck. And so basically, the whole thing got disbanded, and the language of Move was sold to Silvergate Capital. There enters the exchange. Now, we kind of talked about how, I think we talked about in an episode, Silvergate Capital is basically an exchange for whales. It's an exchange, excuse me, it's an exchange for exchanges. They've been doing this since, I believe, 2011 or 2013, so they've been in this game for quite a while. Now, Morgan Beller is actually employed by Silvergate Capital, previously employed at Facebook, who began the development of Move. Move is, obviously, like I said, being used by the Aptos Labs team. FTX led, I believe, a Series B funding round in Aptos at the amount of $200 million. This was before the Aptos token was public. A quick quick side note. When you see a lot of these firms investing in these layer ones, you kind of know that there's going to be an airdrop in the future because there needs to be liquidity for there to be an exit for these VCs. Anyway, this whole thing has kind of gone full circle. It was created by Morgan Beller. She worked at Facebook, then she went to Silvergate. Silvergate sold it to Aptos. Aptos got invested into FTX. So the money's in Aptos. FTX goes insolvent. In that time, Aptos dropped from $7 to literally like 2, 3, 4. I mean, it crashed. And now people are saying Silvergate's down, BlockFi's down. It's just this contagion effect. Looks like Gemini forms ad HOC committee with creditors amid earn freeze because Gemini itself could be insolvent. BlockFi is probably insolvent. South Korea Central Bank puts hand up to regulate stablecoins. Right now, just to fill in to the new listeners, they are testing a central digital bagged currency in Europe right now in quarter one of 2023 which practically we're here in you know five weeks we will have the release or at least news of the release of FedNow FedNow will be a way to transfer money between American bank accounts pretty quickly as opposed to today And so we're seeing the stablecoin wave because with a stablecoin, it's it's actually pretty scary. It gives the country the ability to enforce financial sanctions. It gives the country the ability to enforce social cultural norms in the sense of we don't want people to drink alcohol. We don't want people to buy this brand. We don't want people to act this way and what we'll probably see 
is they will be encouraging people to do something else. They never people have learned that if you want to get an animal, at the end of the day, humans are animals, to do what you want, it's through positive reinforcement. Talk about what they are doing good, not always what they're doing bad. Because when somebody hears, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, they'll never listen. But when you say, well, you may not be doing this well, but I like the way you're doing this, it gives them something to work for in a platform. And so, wow, I got on a tangent. Metallica, the rock band, issues crypto scam alert before the 72 Seasons album launch. Cashing in on the buzz around Metallica's new album launch and upcoming tour, scammers have started targeting metalheads through social media impersonation, saying that the band was releasing NFTs. Got them. It's actually kind of funny. If you, like, like again, if you fall for this, you got got, bruh. You got got. Bloomberg strategist believes we're near the end of crypto bear market. And like I said, I don't think so. Does that mean we're going to keep going down? No. I just think we're going to chill for a while. I think we're going to chill. I think we I think we need to chill. There's too many eyes on crypto. We just need to get people out of their position so we can really start to see this thing go up. And then they buy in again to make this thing go up more. It's just how it works. ApeCoin staking goes live. I mean... What does this even mean? I mean, like, now, while now it's inflationary and people can sell, like, pretty bearish to me. And it makes sense when you look at ApeCoin in the price over a long term. I mean, it's gone straight down, which makes sense because people were preparing for this airdrop. Now, from my experience, I've seen all andro- airdrops go up within about a couple of weeks. And it's not always instant, but it happens every time. It happens every time because people always sell instantly and the people that sell instantly, the price goes down, but then eventually the price starts going up and they get FOMO and they buy back in. But I think we're all looking towards Chainlink and what Chainlink's got going on and they're stanking, stanking, they're stanking, (laughs) stanking, chain stank, they're stanking, staking. But I'm excited about Chainlink staking because... Quite frankly, Chainlink has been one of the biggest names in the crypto industry for a long time. I have had the opportunity to meet very, very cool people on the Chainlink team, and they have an amazing vibe. All they're trying to do is connect everybody, and that's beautiful. It kind of reminds me of what Woo Network's trying to do. Woo Network's just an exchange, and they're focused on tokens, But you know what Chainlink's focused on? Cryptographic truths. They're focused on relationships. And not just any relationships. Relationships that are are immutable through the blockchain. This means, for instance, you have multiple decentralized nodes submitting data. That could be the weather. It could be anything. You know, we all know data is so wide. And then we basically get information from multiple sources, and then we get an aggregate, and then we get the fact. Right there. Bang. That's the future. Omnichain, cryptographic truths, right there. Boom. And now you get money for owning Chainlink. So I'll probably own some Chainlink. 
So, Crypto Twitter's been going crazy about this new AI chatbot. If you need the AI chatbot link, because I needed it for the longest, DM me. I got it, and it's very interesting. People are using it to write resumes. People are using it to do all sorts of crazy, insane things. Bucks, you know, art, letters, signs, anything that's got words on it. Vitalik said, kind of looping this back and taking this thing full circle. I know we started with the NFT thing. But we also talked about how the Ethereum Foundation sold 3,000 Ethereum. Vitalik said, don't worry about the price. Worry about what we're building. Last time he sold was at the Pico Top. But I think that was just dumb luck. Nobody knew. But you can't always think about the money. When you take a step back and you look at what we're doing, we as a whole, we as Twitter, we as the holders of all of our different cryptocurrencies, we're connected in this weird way. And we all have this desire to have a community, to have a connection with people across the world. To understand people, to meet people that are like you thousands of miles away that might speak different languages. But what's cool about the internet and Twitter is Google made Google Translate. And nowadays they got it to where you can just push the button right underneath it and you can read what they're saying in seconds. And so we've had lifelong friends. We've had people save us in in our worst times. We've had real communities grow under our noses right before us. It's not quite about the money. Because at the end of the day, you use the money for entertainment. And I can tell you, the crypto space has enough entertainment. I think Vitalik definitely is hitting this one on the head. We need to stop and smell the roses. Especially when everything's down. Well, that's going to do it. From all of us here at Web3TV, I'm C-Money. And don't just have a great day. Have a DeFi day. Stay classy. with police and neighbors that at least one clown was there are concerns tonight that these creepy clowns and threats online will continue to grow scary clown accounts clown trying to break into your home halloween approaches
some managers gon' get it too. I ain't drop you, think you got the crown, the boy don't get confused with my opponent. Show me where he at, you know I'm coming through.